Hi, I'm Sue Hutton, a social worker and a mindfulness teacher at the Azraeli Adult Neurodevelopmental Center at CAMH. And I'm Lee Steele, and I'm the parent advisor at the Israeli Center and the proud parent of two adult children. Welcome to our podcast, Mindfulness for Caregivers. We hope that this podcast encourages you to bring mindfulness into your busy lives as caregivers. Welcome back to our fourth podcast. This is again, Mindfulness for Caregivers. And the mindfulness work that we do and we talk about in these particular podcasts is related specifically to caregivers. And the program that we actually have been researching at the CAMH Azraeli Center for a number of years, we've modified mindfulness-based stress reduction for caregivers. And we do this largely for caregivers of autistic adults and for all adults with developmental disabilities. So the theme for this particular session is all about being in the body and how does this actually help caregivers. The session in our six-week curriculum is called Cultivating Calm Presence and Being in the Body. The techniques that we look at in this session are the body scan practices, as John Kabat-Zinn called them. And these body awareness practices are ways of helping us arrive in the present moment. I'm going to show you a very brief example right now of what that's like. So let's just come into a posture in which we can pay attention to what we're feeling in the body. And I'm going to ask you to close your eyes for a moment, if you like, if that helps you. For some of us who are sighted, it just removes the stimulation of the visual world and helps us to focus in on the senses that happen within the body. So right now, can you hold one hand up in the air? So the reason I'm asking you to hold it up in the air is so that you can just feel sensations in that hand without it touching anything. Can you notice sensations of the palm of the hand? Is it cool or warm? Is it tingly? Is it vibrating? Some of us have a perhaps tremor, natural shake. Do you notice the hand vibrating a little tiny bit? Now take note as to whether or not there's a difference in sensation between the front and the back of the hand. So the palm of the hand versus the back. Can you also notice if there's a particular sensation happening at the top of the fingers, the fingertips? So see, just tuning into the sensations of the hand like that is taking a very brief moment to wire the brain to the present moment. What you did just then was you gave your mind some relief from the onslaught of thoughts that happen on a regular basis. We always say the mind drips thoughts like a leaky tap. So we can't get away from thoughts altogether. 
However, we can interrupt the flow of intrusive thoughts by concentrating on a sense awareness in the present moment. And what you just did of bringing awareness, whether or not you could feel it that much. Some of you may have thought, oh, I didn't feel anything in my hand. And that might just mean that perhaps your interoception abilities or those abilities to feel direct sensation in the body might not be as uh, strongly wired in your particular brain, and that's fine. But by paying attention to the body sensation, we're showing up in the here and now, and we're giving our mind something to focus on rather than getting lost in thought. And we do like to talk a little bit about facts and neurobites when we talk about mindfulness. We know from research that if we allow ruminative thought, and what I mean by ruminative thought, it's those thoughts where we get on the gerbil wheel and we can't stop thinking, right? Some of you might relate to the idea of being kept awake at night, thinking about something that makes you stressed out, something about the future, perhaps about your loved one, something about the past that you're busy beating yourself up about in remorse. Those kind of thoughts filled with worry and anxiety, etc., if we keep repeating them and get stuck on them like a loop in the brain, we know that that leads to the heightened risk of anxiety and depression, right? So we're giving some relief to the excessive thinking mind to just bringing ourselves to the here and now, taking note of direct body sensation. And at the end of our podcast, we'll do a few more practices. But Lee, you have such a beautiful way of sharing your experience and talking about how this relates to caregivers. Do you want to jump in? Thanks, Sue. Yeah, you know, talk about a gerbil on a wheel. I really identified with with that imagery and just the idea that I could interrupt those thoughts. That's so helpful to me. Thanks, Sue. You know, I, I really saw this um, recently. My son, um, after a two-year honeymoon period, his uh, d- uh, diagnosis of diabetes one returned, and uh, he had to start injecting insulin again. And it was really upsetting, to, you know, to say the least, for him and for myself, uh, as his, you know, one of his primary caregivers. And we just had hoped that that honeymoon might continue indefinitely. Uh, But then once again, we had to be mindful of what he was eating, how much insulin he was taking, how much exercise he was getting. It just seemed to be overwhelming. And, uh, you know, it's a balance, I guess, I really take for granted. Um, You know, my pancreas works, so I don't have to think about all of the interplay of what what my body does to, you know, to work. Um, But, you know, with Eric, it's such a delicate balance and, and and having to learn that all over again. And I was just catapulted back to when he re- received this diagnosis a few years ago. And even though I'm not starting from the beginning like I was then, my body remembered that stress. It was as if dominoes were dropping and this stress like knocked another one down, which knocked another one down, which knocked another one down. And I was suddenly overwhelmed all over again. Um, like the flight or fight response was so quickly activated. I guess it's from years of chronic stress. And I felt shaky. I felt anxious. I was quick to cry. I felt easily startled. 
And, you know, I use this metaphor that if I was like a cup uh, that was filled with water, it was filled exactly to the brim. And so it only took even the slightest drop and I would sort of spill over. So Sue, I actually called you and said, like, what can I do about this heightened anxiety in my body and mind? Like I had a few mindfulness ideas now. I've been practicing mindfulness somewhat over the last few years, you know, and but I just, mm. I I could tell I was so activated um, all over again. And you reminded me yeah. that it was as simple as like also checking in with my breath and my body. Where was I holding tension in my body? And just like doing what you just, you know, talked about with that sort of scanning through my body. When I slowed myself down enough to listen, I could breathe into that part of my body that I was holding that tension. I almost being a friend to it, um, offering myself compassion and kindness. And by slowing myself down and sort of breathing and noticing my breath, I saw that I was actually holding some pain or sadness in my heart. It was heartache and sadness that my son now had this extra responsibility in his life that he has to deal with. And I was sad even for myself that you know, I won't always be here to help care for him and who will be here for him because he'll need help with this. And then I also noticed that I had, you know, tension. I was holding it in my throat. Um, and I think that was fears of like making a mistake. What if I give help him get the wrong insulin or it's not the right dosage or he doesn't eat enough and he um, and, and he gets sick and, and those kinds of things. It was all about fear of a future that hadn't happened yet. And so by breathing into and listening and noticing where I was holding tension and then bringing compassion to myself, realizing, mm -hmm. wait a minute, Lee, you're in the future. You're not in this moment. In this moment, it's actually manageable. Things are yeah. okay right now. It's you're adding the tension of tomorrow, the yeah. fears of tomorrow, the regrets of yesterday, that's what's making today unmanageable. So I just um, really, really appreciate this idea of, you know, slowing down and checking in with my breath, my body, where am I holding tension, and then drawing, you know, healing to that area. And I, I, I'm really looking forward to you showing us how to do that practically, Sue. Thank you. I love it, Lee. And, uh, yeah, as you said, we really, really spend time elsewhere, right? Like we're not really in the body. So it's so important. I mean, it's also very important to take note. Any of us who have a trauma history, who have overwhelming emotions, when we pay attention to body sensations, sometimes that can be a real trigger. So it's territory you need to go very, very gently and softly into and know that if you are having any experience of overwhelm where, you know, the, the turning on of the lights inside, right? Like mindfulness is like turning that flashlight inside and taking a good look at what's going on. If it's really challenging, connect with a therapist, talk to a good friend. Uh, don't feel like you have to go right into the trauma in, in the pain without supports. I often feel that 
mindfulness is like a really gentle form almost of exposure therapy, right? Because what we're doing is we're just paying attention to what is in the body. We've been going through life on automatic pilot. Um, you know, somebody in one of our groups today just said the whole day will go by and I don't even know that I've been a part of it, right? And that's when we're in those knee-jerk reactions. That's when our family member says something and we fly off the handle because we're not aware of all the emotions that are just floating there, ready to explode, right? But the more we can tune in with the body, kind of take that temperature, take that emotional temperature, the better off we are. So let's take a look right now at doing a little bit of a body practice. Keeping in mind, we want to be gentle. We want to bring compassion. And if it feels like too much, you don't need to, you don't need to go too deeply into it right now. But I love to start off, and this is again what uh, so many fantastic autistic adults who have advised on our mindfulness programs have reminded me is how great it is to have like a real concrete way of feeling the body and just reminding ourselves, oh yeah, right, that's the sensation in the body. So right now, why don't we try tensing and releasing and really tuning with the physical sensations in the body? So can you just tense the muscles in your face only? So scrunch up the forehead, the eyes, the cheeks, and don't do it to the point of hurting yourself, but just feel what it feels like to be tense. Take note, examine those sensations. Can you even tense up the scalp? I know that seems a bit abstract, but if you can imagine tensing that up, and fully release and I love this image of melting ice cream on a hot day so now that you've let go see if you can continue to just soften feeling the sensations of the face and the head just relax them now can you tense up the shoulders and the arms and the fists so tightening them up taking note what that feels like can you feel those muscles the biceps, I used to have biceps, <laughs> the, uh, the muscles down the forearm, the fists, feeling what that's like, and release and relax and let go. So it's just like that melting ice cream, softening, relaxing, just letting any tension drain down and just taking notice of what the body feels like now. Can you feel a pulsing in the hands? Can you now just tense up the belly, the back, the whole torso, the buttocks, the chest, tensing the whole thing up as much as you possibly can and release, relax let go, allowing the whole body to just melt like ice cream, really giving yourself permission to soften and release. Now with the legs, so starting at the buttocks all the way down to the legs and the feet, tensing up, just allowing the whole leg area to totally, totally tense up and release relax let go totally letting go and now for the next few moments 
let's just bring awareness to the body as a whole. So sitting right here right now, you can have the eyes closed again if that's comfortable for you. And just take note of where in the body you notice physical sensation. So we like this image of taking a flashlight through the body awareness and just being aware of where we feel sensations. So do you notice your feet tingling, the air on your face? Do you notice perhaps tension or discomfort where you're holding some anxiety or tension in the body? And as Lee was saying earlier, we give ourselves permission to feel what we feel with mindfulness. We don't push it away. We take note of it, but we hold it in love and acceptance. And now just taking note of how you feel. So you can even ask yourself that very question. How do I feel right now? What am I feeling? See if an underlying sensation or awareness of an emotion just bubbles up. What am I feeling right now? Let the answer come. There might be words or thoughts that come in response to that. And now see if there's physical sensation that accompanies that. You may be feeling nothing at all. You might be feeling calm or you could be having some anxiety or some worry. Just bringing your awareness Feel free to even place a loving hand where you're feeling that. And take note of what that sensation's like and just investigate it as a physical sensation if you can. What's the shape of it? What part of the body is it resting in? Now just taking a few breaths in, giving yourself permission to feel what you feel. It's okay. Breathing in and out, just feeling what it is you feel. And then just returning to some breaths of compassion. Sometimes we like imagining that the skin and outer layer just around the body is a layer of compassion and love. And just bringing our full body love, acceptance, and just allowing ourselves to be in the present moment, feeling that being held and loving awareness and compassion. It's okay, whatever we're feeling right here, right now. Do a few more breaths in and out. Releasing on the out breath, giving yourself permission to soften the body, relaxing. So there's a very brief practice of just tuning into the body. And Lee, I'm going to share a little tiny quote. You were talking about, you know, having all those thoughts and stresses that happen and how nice it can be just to interrupt them by bringing sense awareness to the present moment. I thought this was kind of funny. Here's a quote from Mark Twain, believe it or not. Mark Twain says, I have been through some terrible things in my life, some of which actually happened. So, Lee, I don't know if you relate to that, right? Like, all the things we think, we get so lost in thoughts, 
and rather than just coming to the body and relaxing. Uh, that's great. So, you know, I think another thing is that maybe in our Western culture, we also kind of are taught that, uh, you know, if we only figure things out, then maybe some of those, you know, feelings that we describe as being negative might go away. You know, if, if I can understand the origin of a feeling or if I can work hard, I can make that feeling go away. And I just love the way that mindfulness gives me permission to feel the whole range of my emotions, to allow for them that, you know, all emotions are teachers and and to make space for, you know, the full range of my experience. I can't I can't yeah. say certain emotions are positive and certain emotions aren't. I have to yeah. give permission for the full range of my emotions. And yeah. I love this one metaphor, Sue, that I had heard was, you know, and this is much how I spent my a lot of my life was like holding a beach ball underwater. You know, right. all the energy that it takes, push it down, push it down, push it down. And then it would come <laughs> flying out in a direction that I, and that's what my emotions were like. Like keep a lid yeah. on, keep yeah, a lid yeah. on, keep a lid on it. And then it would come flying out and over the smallest thing I would overreact then because I never knew this idea of being able to allow, give permission, give compassion to the full range of my experience, notice where I'm holding it and bring, you know, healing, my own healing to that. What a radical idea, but (laughs) so, so healing. I love it. And Ram Das, of course, has invite the emotions in for tea bring them in for tea hello greed hello despair hello anxiety i I mean it it, you know it's not so easy but it's it's this is why it is kind of a warrior path but lee i love it and i'm going off on this the end of this podcast just really savoring that image of the beach ball i love your image of the beach ball because you you know you push the beach ball underneath and then when it splashes up and it veers off and hits someone else in the head that you didn't expect to get it then oh dear here goes my emotions but if we can kind of bring ourselves to them before it goes off and hits someone or splashes someone who doesn't want to be splashed oh lee that's a good one thank you thank you and it's nice to have have a bit of a laugh about oh again we're not we're not alone it's just so nice to connect with other caregivers other parents and thank you so much for practicing together it's such a gift thanks so much sue amazing okay everyone have a fantastic week and try practicing every day if you can just in those gentle compassionate ways it really really makes a difference really does thanks so much see you next time okay bye We'd like to thank Dr. Yona Lunsky, the director of the Israeli Center, Katie Cardiff, our amazing producer, who um, just has done all the behind the scenes work for making this podcast what it is. We'd like to thank Kevin Laliberte for his beautiful music um, and the caregivers, the siblings, parents and family members who generously shared their experience, strength and hope that shaped uh, these exercises. And, but most important, the adults with neurodevelopmental disabilities who have taught us the importance of looking after ourselves and others and have helped make mindfulness so accessible. Thank you to everyone.